Welcome to HR Matters, a podcast to learn more about people topics that impact your organization. I'm your host, Diana Barrera. For over 20 years, I have been helping businesses get better results and higher ROI by navigating complex people's matters strategically. We'll be talking talent acquisition today with Nicole Keck. Nicole is a powerhouse in the talent acquisition industry. Along with her BA from the University of Albany, she has more than a decade of experience. She started her career in recruiting in a State Farm and now is the talent acquisition leader Americas and Europe for Momentum Performance Materials. Her abilities to spot top performing candidates, to establish strong connections with managers, and creating trusting relationships while managing end-to-end recruitment are just some of the many skills that help her find the right people for her organization. Nicole is incredibly passionate about her work. You can often find her attending industry events or networking with New York colleagues within the Capital Regions Recruiters Network, of which she is president. Welcome, Nicole. Hi, Diana. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for joining. My pleasure. So tell us, what do you enjoy the most of working in talent acquisition? I enjoy that there's a lot of variety. You get to work with a lot of people at different levels and with different backgrounds. There really are no two openings or TA-related projects that are the same. There's huge impact in the role. You're impacting the people that are hired, right? You're going to make an offer, and that might be their dream role, or you're putting their family in a much better position financially, but you're also impacting the business. We are building teams, teams that will make significant contributions to the growth of our company for hopefully years to come. I like to uh, build strategies, which can be challenging, to find the right people for the right role at the right time. And I'm really passionate about employer branding and candidate experience, mentoring and coaching others and helping them find their talent acquisition passion themselves. You make talent acquisition sound like a really great profession. I love it. So tell me, Nicole, how's the talent market in the U.S.? Any trends? The latest uh, BLS Bureau Labor Report really supports how our talent acquisition teams are feeling. It's still very tight. It is really taking our teams, our recruiters, much more effort to find, attract, and seal the deal with the candidates. In many instances, our top candidate are receiving multiple offers and receiving counter offers from their employers. That is much more common than in years past. I recently saw a post on LinkedIn from a colleague who mentioned there's a bit of whiplash Um, When reviewing her LinkedIn feed, there were a lot of people acknowledging that they've been laid off from tech companies, but then there are so many others in other industries celebrating their new roles. In my personal experience and speaking with my peers at CRN, the Capital Region Recruiters Network, we're all having to pull many more levers to get candidates with an increased focus on sourcing, passive candidate sourcing, and then focusing on those messages that go out to those candidates. You really need to tailor Um, and create a message that appears that individual to get them to respond and want to learn more about your opportunities. And how do you leverage social media for hiring? To research and find talent, 
using platforms and databases like LinkedIn Recruiter, but also following companies and taking simple steps, for example, just stalking the likes and comments on company posts, we can see talent uh, within those targeted companies and organizations, the alumni groups, professional groups on these social media platforms. But through these platforms, the candidates can really see us too. So we try to leverage them to highlight our company culture, giving candidates a sense of what it might be like to work for our company. We do this through employee stories, where we can share why one works or chooses to stay with the company. We highlight potential career pathing, celebrate offer acceptances and promotions. We can feature hiring managers who are talking about a position and what a candidate might do in a certain role or what their teams are doing together, either for the company or in their community. Social really does allow us to build a community within our industry. It facilitates networking, allows our TA teams to connect with potential candidates on openings more quickly. What are candidates' most common requests? <laughs> most recently, it's been flexibility in where and when they work, but also in how that work gets done. In our interviews, we'll often ask candidates what they want in their next position or from the next company that they might not necessarily have today. And candidates most often respond with more opportunities, meaning career progression, but also opportunities to learn new things and have those stretch assignments. Candidates are looking for leaders that are supportive and accessible to them, but also allow them space. So space in their role and in their work. What are you seeing done in TA to increase diversity? Companies are more thoughtful and strategic in how and where they cast that net for candidates. They're looking for opportunities to source and attract diverse candidates specifically. They might leverage their current employee referral programs, but reward for diversity referrals. They're really developing relationships with online and offline organizations that support diversity. For example, you might target diversity-focused student groups in your outreach efforts on campus uh, when you're looking for interns. You really want to ensure that internship selections are diverse, and this is important since that typically is a pipeline for our entry-level hires. They are trying to write better job ads, making use of tools for more inclusive language. There are free gender decoder tools, for example, which flag words that are subtly targeting males or females. And language and ads can really skew toward a specific demographic or experience level. Organizations are also showcasing diversity in their social media efforts or activity and being more thoughtful in using a process that is free from bias, either for or against a certain group, a process structured to give all applicants, regardless of background, an equal opportunity. And that could mean questioning the qualifications um, that are included on a job description before you advertise. Do we really need 15 years experience or is that just a specific knowledge or skill that we're looking for? They might use blind resumes, meaning no names, no school names or specific locations throughout that review process, or maybe blind interviews for early conversations or early stages with the candidate. So that could be a text of questions for them to answer or something sent through the recruitment platform versus a video or phone interview. It's also important to create company policies and benefit offerings that are gonna to appeal to a diverse candidate. 
So really looking at those holiday schedules, your flexible work, remote work policies, perhaps your parental leave policy, standing up or supporting employee resource or affinity groups to support your employees, taking a look at your health coverage, maybe including domestic partners, um, and just overall really supporting a culture of inclusion and allowing for employees to speak up if there's something they're uncomfortable about. You and I worked together in a successful pipelining program. So can you tell our audience what is pipelining and when is it useful? Thanks, Diana. Yeah, that was great. Thank you for pulling me into that one. Um, what it means to build a talent pipeline is really to pull talent strategically and proactively into the organization rather than waiting for a requisition or a vacancy to start a search. You will intentionally develop contacts and relationships with relevant talent in your network. So these pipelining activities, they don't necessarily have to be completed by the talent team. We're also working to leverage our employees and their networks to meet future needs. The pipelining really benefits the hiring team. They should have a short list of potential candidates after their networking activities that TA can reach out to as soon as the role is opened rather than starting from scratch, which can save weeks filling an open position and should result in a more likely cultural fit with that team and the organization. Nicole, what is coming or what are the hot topics in terms of compliance? I think in New York, salary transparency and job postings, and even in some other states, that's a hot topic. So right now, there are many states and cities who require employers to include salary range for the role in any job ad. And this requirement is becoming much more common, and candidates really do want that transparency. And then AI or artificial intelligence. Some states are requiring if an employer uses an automated employment decision tool, so AI to screen a candidate for an employment decision that they must notify each candidate regarding use of the tool. So I think you'll see continued efforts there. And then non-compete agreements. Currently, there are only three states that prohibit enforcement of non-competes. And then back in 2021, President Biden issued an executive order promoting competition in the American economy that encouraged the FTC or the Federal Trade Commission to ban or limit the use of non-competes. So now there's a proposed rule. And if adopted, it would be nationwide in scope and would apply to almost every private employer, regardless of where they're located, uh, making it unlawful to enter into or maintain an existing non-compete clause. So that could have huge impacts in, in certain industries and, and job roles. Nicole, how can our listeners contact you? Oh, I love connecting with people to share best practices, to learn from one another, uh, and also helping their career search. You can easily find me on LinkedIn. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you for all these insights on talent acquisition. Thanks for having me, Diana. Lovely to see you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of HR Matters. If you would like to get in touch with me, send an email to diana at rebillohr.com or by following the link in the show notes below. HR Matters is brought to you by Rebillo HR. You can find information on Rebillo Consulting Services on the website www.rebillohr.com.